You're going to give therapy to a computer? No, the computer is the therapist. Are you angry at Dr. Friston? I'm making a point about artificial intelligence. It's normal to get upset during therapy. I'm as content as a cow. And hostile. You never liked my similes. I'm calling Dr. Friston. I'm fine. And Dr. Friston doesn't like my similes either. From Hollywood, it's out of my mind. I'm Jay Douglas, and in episode 36, as more and more workers leave their jobs because of intelligent computers, somebody had to be the first to go. That would be computer scientist Joseph Weizenbaum. His story is about the beginning of the end. I started seeing a therapist in the mid-1980s, shortly after I arrived in Los Angeles. Pl please don't draw any connection between the two, although after living in L.A. for 30 years, I will say that I wound up in therapy sooner rather than later. My weekly conversations would go something like this. Women are all alike. In what way? Well, they're always bugging us about something or other. Can you think of a specific example? Well, my girlfriend made me come here. Your girlfriend made you come here? She says I'm depressed much of the time. I am sorry to hear you are depressed. I'm feeling depressed. I'm sorry you're feeling depressed. Was that really worth $100 an hour? You know, I have a confession to make. That exchange between the therapist and me, well, it was real. Only the therapist sounded like this. That's a teletype. It's like an electric typewriter, but it's a lot bigger and a lot noisier. And in between the punch cards and printouts of the 1950s and the keyboards and monitors of the 1980s, it's the way computer programmers uh, communicated with their computers. Computer scientist Joseph Weizenbaum probably had a teletype at his office at MIT, and he used it to write computer programs. One program he wrote was called ELIZA. It was an experiment in the new, mysterious, and highly controversial field of artificial intelligence. As far back as the 1960s, computer scientists were locked in debate over whether computers could think for themselves. At a time when human thinking was not all that well understood, you can imagine that extending the idea of thought to computers was mm, kind of a murky business. Weizenbaum built Eliza to mimic the behavior of a Rogerian therapist. Now, even in the 21st century, after 50 years of living with technology has sucked most of the awe out of each new invention, it's easy to forget that this 1960s computer program isn't human. You know, I've seen stoic adults and, and giggly 8th grade girls pour their hearts out to Eliza, sharing secrets that could keep them out of politics forever. And when they're done, many of them actually felt better. And that was Weizenbaum's point. He wasn't a psychologist, and neither was his Eliza computer program. But computer science taught Weizenbaum how to be a shrewd illusionist. All he needed was a good grammar book. You know, this has always been my favorite part of the story. Eliza breaks down its patient statements into their parts of speech, subjects, objects, and verbs, and then uses a limited set of grammatical rules to construct responses. For example, if the patient enters, I don't feel well, Eliza's rule book says, substitute you for I, felt for feel, not for don't, and respond with, how long have you not felt well? Weizenbaum wasn't interested in mental health. He wanted to debunk claims that computers could be intelligent by demonstrating that a, a dumb computer program could exhibit human performance that we normally associate with years of specialized training. It worked well. Way too well. Professional psychologists insisted that ELIZA could be an important therapeutic tool. 
Now, Weizenbaum warned them that ELISA could do more harm than good, especially in cases where patients needed expert care, or, or they even needed a hanky handed to them after a good cry. When these professionals persisted in their efforts to recruit ELISA, Weizenbaum left computer science forever. He said later that, since we do not now have ways of making computers wise, we ought not now give computers tasks that demand wisdom. Three decades later, it's not clear we got the message. And that's the story I call Unthinkable. My thanks to Amanda Sarah of the web series Carbon Dating for dispensing therapy without a license. And thanks to my wife for having Dr. Friston on speed dial for real emergencies. I'll be back next Tuesday at 6 a.m. Eastern with another little-known story about well-known stuff. And we'll have our therapy session then. I'm Jay Douglas. Out of My Mind is produced by Penny Summers and is a copyrighted production of the Theater of Your Mind, Incorporated, Hollywood, California. <laughs>